Welcome, witches, to episode seven of Witch Talk. My name is Brie. I'm a Scorpio sun, Taurus moon, Pisces rising. And this is a witch's guide to the week of January 22nd to January 28th, 2024. We are slaying through the new year. What is this? The fourth week ahead and the seventh episode. Seven is my favorite number. So this is definitely going to be a good one. But that feels crazy to me. It's going by so fast. I love doing these week aheads but you will be getting some other content soon. I miss talking in depth about one thing or having a guest, you know? And guys, there's a lot of you that listen to this now, so I would love to talk in depth about the topics you wanna talk more about, like an episode every now and then where I answer listener astrology questions. That would be dope. I know there's a feature on Spotify where you could probably send in a voice note. I don't really know how it works though yet, so for right now, if you have any questions, send an email at T-O-H-P-A-Z-Z-Z at gmail.com. Let's do it. I'm so down. Also, keep leaving reviews on the podcast. Like, I'm so serious. <laughs> I see the analytics. I know how many people listen to this podcast, but it has like three reviews, all five stars, of course. But seriously, it only takes one sec to press that button. So please help a girl out and leave a nice review. Before we get into the week ahead, which is really packed, by the way, I just wanted to let y'all know that the 50% off Topaz sale is still going on. 50% off of all of the different birth chart readings, 50% off of crystals and crystal jewelry and pendants, 50% off of incense. It's a lot. I've noticed the main thing people have really been taking advantage of is the birth chart readings. I mean, it's literally a steal, 50% off. And for the Topaz products, like the crystal stuff, those will all be gone coming February 1st. So make sure you buy what you want before then. The readings won't be gone at all, but starting February 1st, they definitely won't be 50% off anymore. They'll be regular price. So take advantage while you can. You have a little over a week left, I think. The code is buy buy. Anyway, there is a lot going on this week. It is packed one right after the other. So expect to be very busy this week. Oh, and also before I actually get started, I just have to tell you guys that I do these week aheads based on New York standard time. So yeah, I live in New York. So the times that I'm looking at is based off of New York. I'm not doing Pacific standard time. I'm not doing like universal um, time. Just letting you guys know, because a lot of different astrologers have different days of when certain astrological events happen. So I'm doing like Eastern standard time. All right, let's... Let's get into it. So starting on Tuesday, the 23rd, Venus enters Capricorn. I am not a fan as someone with a Venus and Sag, but whatever, let's get into it. Whenever Venus changes signs, it has a really important impact on the astrological landscape, influencing love, relationships, aesthetics, and even art. Capricorn is an earth sign, but it is specifically associated with practicality, discipline, and I think most importantly, ambition. And so when Venus, the planet of love and beauty, aligns with Capricorn, it tends to bring a more serious, loyal, and grounded energy to matters relating to the heart. Very different from Sagittarius. During this transit though, which by the way, ends like two days after Valentine's Day, um, which is kind of a bummer, people may find themselves approaching relationships with a more pragmatic mindset. There's going to be a f focus on stability and long-term commitment, making it a really good time for people who are looking to set solid foundations in their relationships. 
Venus in Capricorn also has this way of encouraging responsible and mature expressions of love. So any sort of games and immaturity are not going to be it. There's going to be an emphasis on building long-lasting connections based off of mutual respect and shared goals. In terms of aesthetics, though, Venus in Capricorn tends to appreciate simplicity and elegance and timeless beauty. So during this transit, people might be drawn to classic styles and traditional forms of artistic expression. So like people may find themselves gravitating towards classic fashion styles like tailored suits and timeless dresses. Um, There will also be a focus on sophistication and simplicity, choosing clothing items that stand the test of time rather than following micro trends like leopard print. That's all I'll say. (laughs) And as for art, artists and creators might embrace traditional forms of expression. So like paintings inspired by classical art movements, sculptures with a timeless aesthetic, or music that draws from traditional genres could gain popularity during this transit. Overall, it's going to be a time where making practical and well-thought-out decisions are a thing, especially when it comes to love, personal style, and artistic pursuits. Also, even though Venus and Capricorn can bring stability and commitment to relationships, it will definitely highlight the need for balance between work and personal life. So it's going to be essential for people to find balance between their professional responsibilities and their emotional well-being. On to the next big one, which is the full moon in Leo, which is taking place on Thursday, January 25th. This is the first full moon of the year, guys. Usually it's Cancer. Usually it's a full moon in Cancer, but this year it's a full moon in Leo. And I am a fan. I love Leo. So it's not a bad one to start with at all. Although it is opposite Pluto, in Aquarius, which I will get into in a little bit. But during this full moon, people may experience a heightened desire for recognition and validation, which yes, can be negative and it can turn negative quickly, but it's not as bad as it could be because Leo still have a really great side to them. I will say though, quickly, the natal Leo moons do make me feel sad because I'm like, mama, you are constantly seeking validation and probably super effing insecure. You know that Khloe Kardashian meme where she's like, and just wait a second until I tell you about how insecure you are. That's like Leo moon energy. I don't know how to explain it. Anyway, let's continue. There's going to be this Leo influence that creates a need to shine and to be noticed, which can be a positive thing because it inspires people to show their unique talents and express their authentic selves. This will be a day of increased creativity where people might want to pursue their passions and take center stage in all of the different aspects of their life. A Leo full moon also highlights the balance between personal desires and the needs of the collective. So although Leo encourages self-expression, It's really important to find a balanced way to share the spotlight and celebrate the accomplishments of other people. Also, a Leo full moon really does invite a sense of generosity, encouraging people to uplift the people around them and contribute positively to their communities. Now, I want to get into Pluto and Aquarius being opposite the full moon because it's pretty important, especially Aquarius and Leo being sister signs. I will say that In the grand scheme of things, Pluto entering Aquarius only 
five days before the full moon, I think, kind of drowns this full moon. Like, Pluto entering Aquarius is way, 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 way bigger than this full moon. Um, So that really does emphasize the polarity between the two. The full moon opposing Pluto really brings an intensifying tension between the collective and society and a person's individual dynamic. It amplifies the need for someone's ego to align with a greater purpose. The Leo and full moon seeks attention and validation and individual creative fulfillment. You know, it's very selfish and I'm not using selfish in a negative way. I'm using selfish neutrally. But the opposition to Pluto and Aquarius underscores the transformative forces at play within the broader social and humanitarian sphere. So the full moon will bring up ideas of power struggles between personal desires and the need for societal change, which will really make people confront their egotistical attachments and recognize the broader implications of their actions on a collective level. Okay, on the 27th, which is Saturday, Uranus finally stations direct in Taurus from its retrograde. When Uranus goes direct after a period of retrograde motion, it usually means a shift in the cosmic energy on a really big societal level. Uranus, also I'm going to use Uranus and Uranus interchangeably. I think I say it different almost every single time. So if you notice that, just ignore it. But Uranus is associated with innovation, change, and unexpected events. And when it's in Taurus, an earth sign linked to stability and material matters, the transit can really bring disruptions or breakthroughs in areas related to finance, values, and the material world. Uranus in Taurus going direct means that it's a time where the transformative and revolutionary qualities of Uranus become more apparent. So this can manifest in unexpected changes in financial markets, shifts in economic systems, or innovations in how we approach and value material resources. People might even feel compelled to break away from conventional financial structures and explore new, more progressive ways of managing their resources. Also, the impact of Uranus going direct in Taurus will for sure extend to environmental and agricultural themes. I just wanted to say that because Taurus is connected to the earth and Uranus can really bring technological advancements or disruptions that influence how we interact with and utilize our natural resources. So it's essential to consider the specific aspects and alignments of Uranus during this transit to gain a more nuanced understanding of its potential effects on a personal and global scale. And that happens around 2.30 p.m. New York time. Next on the same day, but later in the night, Mercury conjoins Mars. This alignment creates a pretty fast-paced mental environment where ideas are quickly translated into action. It encourages assertive communication and can be a productive period for making decisions, initiating projects, or engaging in intellectual activities with passion. The influence of Mars adds a sense of determination and courage to Mercury's communication style, making it a really great time for tackling challenges head on and expressing opinions assertively. Just very spicy energy. The intensity of this conjunction also leads to impatience 
or impulsiveness in communication. So it's important for people to be mindful of their words and actions and to try to avoid unnecessary conflicts or hasty decision-making. While this conjunction can enhance mental stimulation and mental drive, it's really crucial to channel the energy constructively and to be cautious of the potential for heated discussions and arguments. Okay, moving on to the 28th, which is Sunday, which is the last day of this week ahead. A lot happens, but it's kind of overlapping into other days, if that makes sense. So remember, this is all New York City time. I just really want to emphasize this, this episode, because I don't think people were really catching on to that. So first thing going on is Venus sextiling Saturn, Venus and Capricorn sextiling Saturn and Pisces. This transit forms a harmonious aspect between Venus and Saturn, as well as Capricorn and Pisces. Capricorn and Pisces are signs that bring together the earth and water elements, really creating a balance between practicality and intuition. So this alignment means a period of time where relationships may really benefit from a blend of grounded, realistic approach and compassionate understanding. During this transit, there's potential for the strengthening of committed relationships too. Venus in Capricorn really seeks stability and long-term security and romance, as I said earlier. And so this sextile aspect to Saturn and Pisces adds a touch of sensitivity and empathy to the mix. It's a time when people find satisfaction in building connections based on mutual respect, shared values, and a deep emotional understanding. Next is Mercury trining Uranus. A Mercury trine Uranus transit is an aspect of harmony. I feel like that's like a big word I'll be using for Sunday. It's a transit of intellectually stimulating and innovative thinking, and it combines the strategic mindset of Mercury and Capricorn with the unconventional and forward-thinking nature of Uranus in Taurus. During this day, people may experience a heightened ability to think outside the box and come up with inventive solutions to practical challenges. Mercury's influence in Capricorn really emphasizes structured and organized thinking, while the trine to Uranus in Taurus introduces a willingness to embrace change and explore new unconventional ideas. It's a really good time for brainstorming, problem solving, and implementing inventive strategies, especially in areas related to finance, to technology, or just everyday practical matters. Okay, so the next thing is Venus trining Jupiter. Also amazing. It's another transit of harmony. Venus in Capricorn and Jupiter in Taurus and both Capricorn and Taurus are earth signs, bringing a focus on groundedness and a focus on material well-being. It's a transit of positive and supportive energy in matters of love, finances, and overall abundance. It's a day where you might have a deeper appreciation for the pleasures of life, so I encourage you guys to try to find joy and fulfillment in both personal and material realms. It's a time when relationships might flourish and there could be opportunities for financial gain or increased prosperity. This combination also creates an atmosphere where practical expressions of love and the enjoyment of life's pleasures really will thrive. You guys might find that your values align more with your aspirations this day, leading to a really harmonious blend of 
romance, stability, and a sense of abundance. This transit really encourages a positive outlook and also a sense of gratitude for what one has and a willingness to expand and enhance both personal and material aspects of life. And very last thing that actually lingers a little bit is Mercury squaring the nodes. This is a more challenging transit that brings challenges in effectively expressing your ideas and communication with others. So there might be a struggle between the desire for new information and the need to adhere to past patterns or belief systems. You guys might find yourself at crossroads, you know, torn between embracing change and sticking to familiar thought patterns or communication habits. It's a time when you might need to confront past ways of your thinking and your communication that just no longer serve you and your growth. The square aspect between Mercury and the nodes can also highlight the importance of being mindful in conversations and avoiding misunderstandings. There might be a tendency to clash with other people or different perspectives or communication styles. This transit overall will really add to the bigger picture in terms of the eclipses that are going to be happening over the next three months because the nodes rule over eclipses. So with the North Node in Aries and the South Node in Libra, there's going to be an emphasis on people finding themselves at a crossroads in terms of them needing to balance the desire for stability and tradition with the call to step into new uncharted territory. There could also be a challenge in terms of breaking free from communication habits that prioritize maintaining your personal balance and avoiding conflict. Very South Node in Libra things with that one. Okay, which is that's all I have for you today. Very hectic week, but it's not too bad. It's not really anything negative, to be honest. Remember, the star of the show here is that full moon in Leo opposite Pluto and Aquarius, as well as Uranus going direct. See you guys next week.